The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Porik, good, good morning, morning Pat. <laughs> Uh, you, Good have, uh, you are awash with colour this morning. I am, and, and this is the time of year, mid-season, and the weather has been just absolutely brilliant, Pat, for all gardeners because we've got the perfect recipe. We've had plenty of moisture. We've got beautiful temperatures at the moment. Um, and people, gardeners, will have seen a huge difference in the last two to three weeks in their own gardens. Plants have come back into growth, and more importantly, they've come back into flower. Now, people will say... Uh well, now it's the summer, it's midsummer, it's too late. I should have sown my seeds in the spring. Not at well, it's, it's cer- certainly there's still time to sow lots of plants from seed. But if you want instant colour in your garden, this is the time to visit, visit your local garden centre because there are so many plants in bloom. Roses in particular. Many, many people buy the rose in the autumn, but you're buying twigs and hoping for something beautiful and scented okay. but this time of year the roses are in bloom in the garden centres they're going to stay in flower right up until November possibly up to Christmas so by planting now and the soil conditions are absolutely perfect at the moment and I brought you in a beautiful rose this morning called Rhapsody in blue and it's a ar- blue rose the the aroma is wonderful wasn't it fantastic it would remind you of that old English rose it's a floribunda variety Rhapsody in blue you can grow it as a bush rose or you can grow it as a climbing plant and it flowers from now right through until the end of See, November. I mean, people uh, will think of a potted plant that they buy and it has maybe one or two blooms and then it's over. The rose is the gift that keeps giving. It keeps giving. on giving as long as you look after it. And by that, I mean you deadhead the old flowers about every two weeks. So go out and cut off the old flowers. You semi-prune them. So you're taking off about six inches of the stem and the old flowers are there, as they're fading. That stimulates the plant to produce new growth. And on that new growth, it produces new flowers. And they will. And of course, feeding is important as well. Generally once a month to put on a good rose feed and put on a little bit of rose rescue as well, just to keep them clean of any pests or diseases. And if you do those simple three steps they will flower guaranteed to the end of now, November In my garden I just deadhead by you know Pinch grabbing the thing and breaking yeah, it you, off You can do that Pat as well but ideally you want to be removing about four or five inches of stem because you're semi-pruning the plant Remember that the function of any plant is not to give us colour it's there to reproduce and if you stop your plants from producing seed It'll become desperate It's going to keep on giving keep on, it's go- keep on flowering and keep on giving right through to the end of now, the summer Is there a particular point on the stem where you snip? Well, I mean above a thorn below a thorn Yeah in my training days back in the Botanic Gardens, we had a great tutor there called Aidan Brady and he was he was a Roscommon man, great footballer, played for Roscommon, but he was uh, renowned as a rose expert and he always taught us to prune above a bud, an outward facing bud at a sloping cut. We've moved on and now they tell us you can cut them back with a hedge clippers. You don't have to be specific, but ideally just above a bud because that's where the new growth is, is going to come from. So look for a bud. You generally, a bud is generally contained at the leaf axle. So where the leaf joins the stem, mm-hmm. the little new stem, new bud is there and you cut above that as a sloping cut. But look, at if you even just hack them back, Pat, or trim them back on a regular basis, they're going to keep on flowering. Now, how much is this year's uh, growth due to last year's great weather? Well, rose Roses flower on new wood. So depending on how vigorous and how strong the roses have been growing this year determines how how well they flower. Certain plants like hydrangeas, and I brought you in some of the mophead hydrangeas, these flower on the previous season's growth. So depending on how well the plant grew last summer, which they did because the weather was fantastic, 
they come into flower this year. So some plants flower in previous seasons would like camellias, magnolias, many of our spring flowering plants like forsythiae. So depending on how well they grow this summer will determine the colour next spring. So it's important to be feeding your spring flowering plants like your camellias, like your rhododendrons and your um, magnolias at this time of year. Now you've got three hydrangeas there and one is magenta, one is pink and the other is kind of purple. Three different varieties. This is one called Deep Purple Dance which is a beautiful variety. It's a medium sized hydrangea which will grow to about three feet in height but it starts in a very very vivid purple colour and then opens up to this lovely shade of uh, dark purple I suppose or bordering I suppose pink and purple. This is a blue variety called Blue Wave which again has beautiful colours. Again it's got purple uh, creeping into it. It has indeed and a little bit of white as well and and look at hydrangeas come in a whole range of different colours Pat but this is the time you're producer Emma Bradley was saying they're bad luck. Have you ever heard that <laughs> no, before? No, that's, that's a new one. Luck. Every day is a school day, Pat. But that's the first time I've heard that the uh, that there's anything associated with hydrangeas. They're absolutely fantastic for in terms of colour. But this is the time of year to plant them. These are the mop head varieties, Pat. But there are other varieties uh, which we call the paniculata varieties, which actually f- flower a bit like roses on the current season's growth. So varieties like Phantom, Bobo, Inky Pinky, or vanilla freeze, which means white and red in the flower. Look for those in your local mm. garden centre. I'm as looking well. over at the box of plants you brought in with you. Is that lavender? I brought some lavender because again, this is the time of year to plant lavender. And again, lavender will keep on giving right through to the end of the summer. It needs to be in a sunny location, a free draining soil. It's our heavy soil and wetness during the winter that damages lavender. So you've got to kind of mimic the Mediterranean kind conditions. So we're getting the weather certainly at the moment but the soil conditions need to be very sandy and gravelly for uh, lavender and that's why it grows so well in pots and containers. So it's a great time to plant them. They come in a whole range of different colours as well. I brought you, also brought you in some calla lilies, these andesias mm-hmm. which are just starting to flower now and again we'll go right through to the end of the summer and fuchsias there's a plant that just keeps on giving again as it produces new growth. And the bees love it. The bees love the fuchsias as well. They love the lavender in particular um, and many of the single flowering roses like that Rhapsody in Blue, they absolutely love it. Now, so many questions coming in and Porik will be doing uh, Facebook Live after we conclude in the studio. You can uh, go to facebook.com forward slash FM in a few minutes time. But the questions, can I ask for advice on what to plant in window boxes? I'm looking for low maintenance and high impact okay well <laughs> go for go for some of our, our summer bedding plants geraniums for example I mean you cannot beat geraniums in window boxes and containers so plant a selection of geraniums they tend to give height at the back of the window box in front of that I'd plant some blue lobelia so maybe trailing fuchsias some trailing petunias million bells is a beautiful small flowering petunia again my advice really Pat is pop into your local garden centre you've got still there's plenty of time to plant up your hanging baskets and window boxes at this time of year because remember they're going to stay in flower until November so plant them up now give them a good watering and feeding and again deadhead your window boxes as well it's not just roses that mm-hmm. we deadhead you start, you pinch off the old flowers on your hanging baskets and window and boxes they, just keep they keep on going. giving because they're producing new growth all the time I have several hydrangeas including a beautiful white Annabelle lovely when do I prune to keep them maintained or do I prune them yeah, at all I would advise pruning them now Annabelle is just coming into flower at the moment it's a beautiful variety it's a paniculata variety it flowers on this season's growth so you treat it like a rose bush at the end of the summer you cut it back and you cut it back Annabelle should be cut back within two feet of ground level it'll grow back up to about four feet in the, the following year and it's got 
flowers as big as a dinner plate, a beautiful white variety. So depending on the variety of hydrangea determines the type of pruning. So any of the paniculata varieties like Annabelle, like Bobo, like Phantom, they're pruned in early spring and you feed them, they come into growth and they flower on that new growth. The mop head hydrangeas that we chatted about earlier, they're pruned in springtime, but you just remove the old flowering stems. So it's okay. a different type of pruning for the mop heads uh, compared to the Annabelle. But regular feeding now at this time of year and regular washing with hydrangeas is important. Now, this is a one which uh, is a bit scary. Uh, can you ask for some advice on hogweed? We have at least 15 giant hogweed plants at the back of our garden okay. in Rohini. Uh, and by giant, I mean 15 feet high or more. They're enormous. That's from Chris in Dublin. Well, Chris should be treating them early in the year, Pat. Hogweed, as it comes into growth in April, that's the time to treat it before it really starts to put on that really strong growth. You need a... You want to kill it, don't you? you absolutely. You don't want hogweed in your garden. No, you don't. So use something like the SBK brushwood killer is very effective, particularly on strong weeds like hogweed. So that should be applied in April, early May, as the plant is actively growing. What we often do, Pat, is put a little bit of fertiliser on the weeds first to get them soft and and then two weeks later apply a, a weed killer mm-hmm. like SBK because the plant is vigorously grow- growing it'll absorb the weed killer and that will kill it off so you flatter to deceive exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> the, well the, 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 the thing about giant hogweed I mean the, the sap in the Absolutely. leaf can burn you yes it can it can be it's it's noxious it can damage you know it can get into cuts it can damage the skin it's, it's very in, uh, an irritant really so um, your yeah. advice would definitely get Remove rid it. of those Absolutely. Um, 15 Giant feet high hogweed. Yeah. Uh, I have a Victoria plum. Uh, the first three years it produces a lot of fruit. Last year, though, it had leaf curl and didn't produce. This year it produces no blooms and has a lot of green fly. What should I do? Well, to certainly get rid of the green fly. They're doing your Victoria plum no favours. And there's a lot of green fly at the moment, particularly with the warm weather, Pat. If you want to use something safe, use the Bug Clear Fruit and Veg, which is a very safe insecticide to use and very effective on aphids. Victoria plums often do this. They, they may fruit for a year or two and then they put in put a lot of energy into producing new growth. So my advice really is get rid of the green green fly with the bug clear. Give them a feed of a high potash fertiliser. A rose feed would be actually ideal. It's not going to flower this year, but it may come into flower and fruit next okay, summer. And a final question for the moment before you head off to facebook.com forward slash news talk FM Porik. Are used coffee grounds of any benefit in the garden? Put them in the, they're, they're actually great for keeping ca- carrot root fly away from carrots. So the smell of the coffee it, uh, you know it, it interferes with the carrot root fly getting to the carrots so the scent of it actually keeps them away you can also compost them as well put them into your compost with tea bags and other material and make a very good compost from coffee granules Alright Porik Horkin uh, thank you very thank much you, uh, check out facebook.com Newstalk FM for more with Porik 